0: Oh, so you like listening to podcasts, huh? Well, so do a lot of people. As a matter of fact, millions of listeners are tuning into podcasts every week, and your next customer could be one of them. Did you know that podcast advertising is one of the most effective ways to advertise your product or service? And it's really easy to get started. Just go to podbean.com slash brands. That's podbea dot com slash brands to start boosting your business with podcast advertising today.
1: Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed.
0: You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today we have Jennifer Pritchard, formerly Hernandez, as a guest. She's our dear friend and fellow UCSB gaucho. We invited Jennifer because her journey ties so well with our recent episode of Mentors and Champions and the real estate workshop we just had last month. Jennifer describes herself as hard-headed when she was growing up, but she made sure to prove people wrong anytime anyone said she couldn't do something. Jennifer was lucky to have amazing mentors, her high school counselor, Ms. Sanchez and Melinda Gandara in college. These women made sure she had a seat at the table. Thanks to the impact she had from tremendous mentors, Jennifer arrived at college knowing exactly what she wanted to do to become a high school counselor. We're excited to have you, Jennifer, and to catch up with all the exciting things you're doing. And F bombs are definitely welcome. So, welcome, Jennifer. We're totally cool. To have you. <laughs> yes, totally cool. Hi.
3: So glad to be here. F bombs will be coming for sure. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Knowing you, we know that. So we just wanted to make sure that that's okay. And we're, you know, we're definitely uh, comfortable with that on our podcast. So before we get started today and talking about your journey and your work, tell us a little bit about your background, your upbr- upbringing, and where were you born?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was born here in Fresno, um, here in the Central Valley. Um, my I'm third generation here in the United States. Um, so like my grandpa, my grandpa's was born in Detroit. grandma's born like here in Clovis. Um, they, it was actually really cute. They didn't know. My grandpa only spoke Spanish at the time. Grandma spoke English. But they were those, with my parents, um, they they spoke Spanish to my parents. My parents obviously responded in English. So I i didn't grow up learning Spanish. Um, I will say I have learned a lot since le- listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, as far as like Spanish, I think that's always been a thing for me. Um, being Mexican, but not knowing Spanish has been a thing in college. And I would say beyond, um, I took classes in high school and college. I used to write it in college, but now I can, I, I can't do any of that. So that's that. Um, I had really great champions throughout elementary high school. My high school counselor, as you said, Ms. Sanchez was an incredible, incredible mentor. Um, she was fierce as hell and I like, wanted to be exactly like her. Um, In high school, she would take me on the weekends and she would teach me like about financial aid, A through G, honors classes, what to expect in college. In high school, uh, during my sophomore year, she even took me back east um, to look at all the Ivy League schools. Um, She took me where I got to climb the Statue of Liberty, visit the Empire State Building. I mean, all these crazy experiences that I never expected to have. Um, And then she just encouraged me throughout. So, encouraged me to take college classes while in high school. She always wanted to live in Santa Barbara, so that's why when I got my acceptance letter, she was like, "Oh yeah, UCSB for sure." It's funny because
2: I, you know, I know you've been a high school counselor, uh, but I didn't think about this until we were writing these questions out and just thinking about, you know, what you had done and what you were doing. Like I, I always remembered the mentor, right? Um, now it came full circle. I'm Like, well, duh, she wanted to become a high school counselor and have that impact. Uh, you know, in future generations, just how, how your counselors and your mentors had on you. And I just remember you like making me stay up late with you on like Valentine's <laughs> day. Uh, I forgot what year it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I that day in in your room, room like, in your room. And you're uh-huh. like, I want it to be called mentor. Like, Come on, Sessie, we're going to write this grant. And we sat there and we wrote the grant. And I was like looking through the thesaurus to make sure that the acronym was mentor. And that's how we, you know, how I keep, we were like, okay, well, what yeah. comes with M? Okay, what yeah. about E? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. You had a fat folder with you too of all your stuff. You always carried it with you and you would write down your ideas for mentor. What does it stand for and how that come up?
3: Yeah, go for it. Do you remember? Yeah, um, so it's making educational networks that open roads. Um hoo Yeah, mentor came about because, I mean, the experience that I had with my high school counselor, like taking me my sophomore year, I went with a group of students to look at all these colleges. And, you know, my parents couldn't afford taking us we went to like San Francisco. We went to, we did go to Disneyland. Um, but never would I have went to the Empire State Building or Times Square, none of that. Um, so just really like getting kids out of their environment, taking them to a place that they've never been, putting them on a college campus. Like you can do this. I believe in you, you know, you need to see yourself there. You need to feel yourself there and be around other people who look like you and, um, can just encourage you that you can do it. That's that's how that's how it started over
2: 20 years. Well, 20 years ago, yeah, that's crazy, that's and it's still going strong. And because of it, you know, Hermanas Unidas at UCSB have gotten um, activity of the year, um, organization of the year, and it's just it's thriving. And you know, here is um, one of the founders of Mentor. So how how cool that we come full circle, and that you you know you get to experience that and see it through your eyes. And even now, as a as a high school counselor yourself, so going back to college, um, you became a mm-hmm. mama you became a mommy during college and it was during your, I mean, we we got to witness that you, you crossed the stage with your then five month old, graduating with high honors. So that is very admirable, Jen. How did you navigate that final year in college as you entered
3: motherhood? How was that? I took a a quarter off, it was spring semester. And then I was just going, it was just a lot going on. It was too much, I took a quarter off. So that July I got pregnant, (laughs) it was obviously not planned. It wasn't like some random hookup or anything like that right i had a boyfriend long-term boyfriend i I always knew that i was going back for my senior year that was i was that was the plan um i went back i was four months pregnant at that time my son's dad he moved to new york at that time when i was four months and then i was starting my senior year Um, i moved into upperclassmen dorms i had the most amazing roommates zakiya and morgan um they didn't know i was pregnant but they kind of were like. What's going on with her? I was like, shit, I got to get all this done. Right. I was 21. So 20 units fall, fall semester, 12 units in the winter, 12 units in spring. The really good thing was that I uh, had always throughout college had classes on Tuesday, Thursdays. Oh so God. I was like, all right, let's check out when this baby's going to be born. So it was Friday. Wow. He's going to be born on Friday, the 28th. So I was like, shit, yeah, that's awesome. It's really like, it's legit what happened. Um, So Thursday yeah, before he right. was born, yeah. I was like on the beach running, like because I was like this baby's coming tomorrow. We had a baby shower. It did I remember? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then I, I mean, yeah. have a baby, and it was really cool. At the same time, there was one of our other Ivanas who was pregnant too. I there? Oh, Do you remember? Oh. So like our our due dates cool. really close to each other. Um, uh, We she and I just connected probably like two days ago, back on Facebook. So like both of our kids are going to college. and, You know, they leave next week, and um, so it's kind of it's cute. Yeah. So then, yeah. As far as school, like I remember having my like whip breast pump, right, and like being all hooked up and <laughs> like <laughs> as I'm like writing my papers. Oh, so oh.
1: dude, this is and it, this is crazy because being twenty one year olds, like twenty one year old, like you just mentioned wow, what do we know? What do we know about what this motherhood is about taking time away? Like there isn't maternity maternity as, as a student, it's either take the quarter mm-hmm. off and figure it out and come back later. But the thing is that you're like, well, it's got to get done. And mm-hmm. where do we find that motivation? Where do we find that, that drive? But it's, it's that, that natural part of us is just like, Hey, that instinct, we're like, well, I'm here to do this. And this is my current situation. And the fact that we just, I I feel like we had that support and the, the people around the world just seemed like everything was just so doable we're gonna figure it out it's it's hard but you know what it's not impossible and i think you 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 like you shine in that sense when it comes to this this conversation this little piece of the conversation because like hey friday i had to be in class by tuesday because there was no way
3: that i can take another (laughs) time off yeah and then i remember going to class on tuesday and the kids the other students in there they were like did you have a baby because i was still i was chubby still (laughs) like after the baby yeah you're still like, for five months, I was chubby still. It was bad. Oh, my That's God. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh yeah.
2: But you made it happen. I mean, you had a goal. You did it. It's, like, you know, it was hard. It was challenging. But you made it happen. And, like, yeah. that just goes to show, like, when life throws things at you, you just, like, work around them. And you accomplish your goals. Yeah. So, congratulations. I mean, I remember my mom
3: thinking, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're gonna, you're pregnant. You can't go, like... You're going to live on your own. Like, I, my mom was like, just could not believe that I was going back to school. Um, Yeah. But I did it. And then she was there, like, after I had the baby for a couple weeks. And then after that, like, uh, my son's dad, he was home. So he would take care of him when I would go to class. And um, there was only one time when I lied and said I didn't go to class. (laughs) (laughs) One time it was like some, like, comedy show or something that we went to. (laughs) I was like,
2: that's funny. You
3: know? Yeah, had enough milk to last him, so it was fine. <laughs> you
2: told your mom, like, watch me, you know, just like you were saying how you were stubborn and hard-headed. And anytime that anyone said you couldn't do something, you're like, watch me, Let, watch me do this. And she graduated. She graduated in 03 with us, walked that stage. Going back to, um, you know, you as a high school counselor, and I was reading your form, and I love how you, you know, you don't shy away from having the tough conversations with your students. You bring them in, and that's because you care and you Want to hold them accountable, and um, you know we need champions, we need mentors, we need people to push us in that way. So I want to ask you, as a high school counselor, uh, a number of years under your belt as a high school counselor,
3: what is your favorite thing about your job? Um, so I like making people feel good, right? I like that. I like to recognize their uh, their greatness and their potential to be even better. So that goes with like my coworkers, but that goes with my students most importantly. Um, so like a lot of these kids come in and maybe they failed in the past or you know they come in thinking like oh i can't be su- i can't succeed or i can't be successful or i can't do this or i can't do that and like can't is not a word in my office you don't get to say that i did so so c- you can do it too right so Sassy i sent you like my little bio that's actually up in my office so whenever the kids are like you know no i can't do it I, i'm like read that hold on pause i'm gonna be quiet you yeah. read that let me know when you're done
0: that love that right. um, love that we tell our kids, like, I can't isn't a word because it's like helpless. You don't do anything. Like, yeah. it's just like a statement that doesn't matter. How mm-hmm. can I? Every time they say, I can't, turn it into, how can I? Ask yourself, yeah. how can I? How can I? And as they get older, it's a little easier when they're like, oh, it's like, I just can't. Fuck, tie my
3: shoes. I'm never going to tie my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, how can I? Like, is the fr- freshman year, these kids are so, they're, they're bad. Like, freshman year kids are pretty bad, right? They're rough to like, I mean, I love kids, but like, freshman year, they're rough to, to love. <laughs> but I, I do this is a labor yeah. of love for me I love seeing their transformation come junior year they're like these little adults and they think I'm like really a bee. like the first two years because I'm on their ass all the time and then like come junior year they're like oh Miss Pritchard like I love you what am I going to do without you so no I love my kids I get to be another parent at school it's a labor of love for me like I, I don't ever wake up thinking like oh I hate that job I don't want to be there today um, I love it yeah. I'm excited like school starts August 12th I can't wait to see them
1: that's so cool that's really cool. It's funny how you're saying, like, because I come off of it as a bee and this and that, but it's, um, when you, we see <laughs> you, right. When we see you like, we see this very like, f- you know, feminine and girly and girl. And, and we, we were reading your bio and we we're talking like, well, what is she talking about? Tomboyish. And I started having <laughs> these flashbacks of you in college and driving your truck. And I remember when you made the decision, you were like, my, my roommates are being jerks. You didn't say that specific word. Right. But you were like, they they don't deserve my couches. I'm moving out. I remember you brought just you <laughs> know I'm you like, really I'll am take them. We have no couches, and you brought them over. Like we held we held on to them for you. They were the best couches ever. But I remember just like you were just like such a little badass. You know like you were like mm-hmm. you you were just making decisions that were right for you. Got to know you. You were just like hey, a, a very matter of factly like why do we do that and why mm-hmm. do we do this and. And you know, we when with with that kind of attitude is how we established, you know, mentor and became a legacy with Hermanas. It's yeah. something that we're known for, and it's just like thinking of, you know, oh Jennifer, and it's really like yeah, that little badass girl, that woman, you know, that's that has right, <laughs> been this person that is yeah. And I was like, I see it, and and when we were first tripping out, we're like, yeah, no, that's who she is. You know, she really is like this. This tough chick. I'm
3: gonna share this with my coworkers because they're gonna be like, Oh, so you've always been this way? Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. You always
0: are who you yeah. are, yes.
2: I forgot it's, about the truck. I totally forgot about yeah. the truck until you're mentioning it right now. It's was it blue? It's like a, it was blue in a man
3: like this ex-
1: when I saw her in her truck, I was like, I'm in love with her. That's it. I've always wanted <laughs> a truck in my life. I was like, I always wanted a truck. And this girl has a truck. She is like my, you know, my soul sister here. Like, I totally understood that. Um, so like we're going to switch. A lesbian, I was lesbian. We'd be married. <laughs> we'd be married. <laughs> I'm like, yes, can we hang out, Jennifer? But you always just like, you did things that were sort of like against the norm too you know there was just like why why do we have to do things the way we're told to do them and it really fed into my rebel soul so i vibed with you in that sense where Mm -hmm. i'm like i respect it and Mm -hmm. and that those are the kind of things i would like you know that bring us to the levels of where you're at now right um you're like yeah i can do
3: it when i when i say i'm hard-headed like it it doesn't come from a bad place it's just like we can do anything like why do we limit ourselves right Mm -hmm. and i had i had my godmother she was actually a um she was a highway patrol officer. Um so when I was growing up, like I saw this woman with like carrying a gun and like her patrol car and like so when I say like I've been around fierce women for a very long time, like I've been so fortunate to have so many fierce like coworkers, mentors, and champions and teachers. And they just like they let me be me. So I'm rolling with it. There you go. So in
1: this case, we're gonna switch gears a little bit because I mean there there's so much that you do. You know, you you you've taken an interest right you in, in students and and making sure that they're doing and showing up for themselves and being great and you discover the greatness and you push them to really reach their full potential and really let, not limit them limit themselves like you're saying tell us a little bit about how a high school counselor decides to go into the business of flipping homes with her husband like how does that come about you know one day you know i mean you shared a bit about it in your story but like uh, in your bio but like tell us a little bit more like when you're like yeah Let's jump on it. Let's do this.
3: My husband was at a transitional point in his career where we decided that it was best for him to leave his corporate sales job. He was working that nine to five, didn't like it. So during that time, I was really holding things down financially for our family. I didn't mention this earlier, but we have two boys. They're 18 and 20 now. At the time, they were like, teen, they're maybe like six and eight or so. I don't know. So I was holding things down financially. I told him basically, like, you have a year to figure out what you want to do. Um, so he was listening to podcasts, he was reading books. I mean, he would literally sit at this desk for hours upon hours and just like, just learning about real estate. And I told him, dude, you have a year, you have a year to figure it out. And if that it doesn't happen at that year, then you got to go back to work. So the year went by and still he was, he had not done enough. He hadn't done his first house. He had not flipped the house. Not there was nothing. So I remember going in our bedroom and having that tough conversation. And I was like, I don't give a fuck where you apply to, but you need to go to work. Like you're you need to get a job. You can work at Walmart. You can work at Target. I don't care. And it was not like I wasn't pissed, even though it sounded like I was. I, w- I really was and I just like, OK, we need to get going. Um, so I think that was kind of like the fire under his under the bed, so to speak. Um, and then the first house we did was my brother's. Uh, my brother had a house. It was he had, was renting it to some tenants. They moved out. And we said, we'll put up all the money to do the remodel. And then you have the house. We'll split the profits 50-50. I mean, my husband has no, he's not a handyman, not a contractor. Like, couldn't fix anything in the house, right? Betel um, you probably know more than he does, like, about, like, fixing houses at that time. Now he's the bomb. Okay. Um, so we oh, like, put in. Now we I can go to him his, for not- some advice. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, just follow him. So now we put up 40000 for the remodel and that required us to put up everything that we had. Like he took a loan out on his 401k. We, we charged up every single credit card that we had, all the cash that we had on hand. Yeah, we just invested everything. So like if we were going to lose and we we're going to, if that property flopped, like we would have been screwed, right? Um, fortunately, there was profit. And then we, we went on to the next house and the next house and the next house. And so now at this point he's probably doing about 17 projects that he has going on right now he and i own 71 units so 71 doors
1: one thing i want to point out in the sense that you like he left his corporate job but then when you guys were going to make this investment he was able to pull from those from those his retirement fund on that so for anyone any person that's out there women you know the women the men they're like well what do i do if you're gonna and everyone tells you don't pull from your 401k you're crazy don't do that if it's with a good it's a good intention and you have a plan for that money and something is an investment to grow your to grow who you like who you are going to become then i i recommend doing it and in this case for you guys it turned into something that eventually is now your business
3: so right now um i mean i will credit my husband to all of this i was like really influenced Influential in the very beginning in terms of like making it possible for him to dive into this work But he's the one like driving us and I've I've let him lead the way in our marriage right now. Yeah, he's pretty incredible So right now he does about 60 70 projects a year Um, This includes like wholesaling properties rentals joint venture deals flips. So like all sorts of stuff Um, We own 71 doors 32 of those are are in a partnership. Um, So that single-family homes duplexes triplexes multifamily properties We have five doors in Ohio uh, we have a single family house in Indiana. He recently picked up a motel. Um, the motel has 20 doors. I thought of um, um,
1: Schitt's Creek with that.
3: <laughs> I was like, damn, that's oh, no. man, yeah." It looks like sure. Schitt's Creek. For big, now, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It probably looks worse than Schitt's Creek right now.
1: <laughs> You'll make it um, boutique, girl. Yeah, You'll make so it a boutique.
3: I wouldn't even walk on that property right now. There's no chance. So, th- actually, the plan with that one, though, is to relocate all the tenants. Um, so, you give them cash for keys. So, like, It's much easier for us to give them cash and tell you, hey, go ahead and move rather than hiring an attorney. um, We're gonna give the money to somebody, so might as well give it to the tenant, right? Um, So we're still doing that. So plans to relocate all the tenants, we're gonna work with the city to convert it from a motel to long-term permanent housing. Once the city's approved the plans, we're gonna have to invest a significant amount of money, probably about like, we're thinking maybe like 500,000, which we'll get from other investors. And then we'll master lease it to some sort of organization uh, that focuses on transitional housing and take it to the bank where we finance it, hopefully pull some money out. And then at the end of the day, we would be paid to own that property. Um, So crazy. Whoever thought like we'd be buying a motel. And that's crazy because you
1: do things you're thinking
3: like, oh, it's going to just,
1: you know, in your mind, like it'll be a couple properties. And then down the line, you're like, hey, I get this. I understand it. I'm good at it. And you guys are learning. You, you start learning different things, and the people you you connect with. But I love that you said partnerships because you know we just recently had a real estate workshop, and one of the key things was a lot of people feel that we have to do it alone. You know, yeah, your first investment, you're figuring things out, but then you need investors. You need things like that. And if there's people that you know that have the money, and they're just like, well, I have what I want in the sense of the way I, my lifestyle. You know, my home, I have all this, but I do have this money. Why don't we go in it to go in it together? Partnerships, business partnerships are key when you do have everything established. Like, hey, here are the terms and this is going to happen. I think partnerships, like you mentioned, are definitely helpful in the in the success of your business to be able to further grow.
3: Yeah. The, I mean, if you get investors to, to give you this money, they're going to make a whole hell of a lot more than if their money was just sitting there in the bank. Mm-hmm. So we also we've also loaned money to um, some other uh, guys that Jason works with, um, other people that he's mentored one of a couple of the guys, they just refinanced four units. So we're really proud of them. So we'll be getting that money back pretty soon. <laughs> nice. Good, good, good work. Um, so the rentals. Most of them are, there's about 18 that are managed by a property management company. And then last year, actually he handed them over to me, the rest of them. And he was like, I can't do this all on my own anymore. Um, cause he was doing everything. He was wearing like 22 different hats mm. uh, and he was getting very resentful of me. It was a hard point in our relationship. And so he says you're gonna manage these rentals, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. He's like, neither did I.
1: Mm. So, yeah,
3: that's that's been my year figuring it out. And they are they're performing really well. Um, I was so happy that like everybody paid this month, except like two that I know aren't gonna pay. Um, but it's good. Life is pretty good. Good work. Good.
1: So then, with your years of experience and and recently now diving in, having more like a hands on experience with managing the properties, like. Um, and getting the the full on perspective as as an investor as a part business partner as as you know as being in business with your husband with all the you know the experience and the success that you've had what would you say is your number one pro and your number one con when it comes to flipping homes ooh that's a great question
3: i would say the number one pro is that there's this there's a really high earning potential yeah, I that, that would say we're going to make, we have the potential to make much more than we would in our nine to five, right? Because like at my counseling job, if I do a shitty job or if I do a great job, if I do a shitty job, I might get fired. But if I do a great job, I'm not going to make any more than like what that salary step is, right? So then with real estate, like you're, I mean, it's up to you, you're working. And um, so there's a high earning potential. Uh, and then you, you get these with the flips, you get these pops of like these chunks of money. Right, these rapid chunks of money um, that you can then reinvest into other investments. Um, so like the rentals, uh, our e-commerce stores we have. Uh, we have two e-commerce stores. We have, we invested in cryptocurrency. We have stocks. We have a self-directed retirement plan. Um, a lot of, we have our insurance. So we have this money going to other places uh, so that it continues to work for us. And none of this, like our parents taught us none of this. Of course not. No. You think it's yeah. so hard, yeah. Yeah, my, my parents thought we were crazy several times. Um yeah, we've been like we' even sold our house and we rented a house for a while, and they were like, why would you rent a house?' why would you pay so much to rent a house? That didn't make any sense. And then they're like, oh, we at the pool party and thought it was real fun.
0: <laughs> I think that everyone always thinks you're crazy until you're proven right. You know what I mean? When you're doing all yeah. these great decisions, especially as the first, you are making decisions that nobody's made before. So then they sort of knock that. And there's a whole qu- quote about that. First, you're ridiculed, judge, and then you're right. And then it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. self-evident that everyone is in your corner and believes mm-hmm. in you. It sort of says, I knew they'd do it all along. But typically the trend is the the five emotions are typically sort of like, people doubting you at first or judging you or criticizing you. And then it becomes sort of like, wow, like this can be done and then it becomes self-evident, but way to go, way to get after it, way to be the first because I know that takes courage and any of that takes courage. Money, making money moves that your parents didn't make, investing that money, trusting that these aren't scams and things that are only for rich people or white people or whatever the, the stereotype may be. So way to go, Jen, it's really inspiring.
3: Talking about it last night and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if there's, what's the con? And we started thinking about it and we're like, well, it's, it's risky. Um, you know, you're putting all this money up and you could lose it. But the good thing is that if we lost, I mean, even if we lost everything today, we know how to make the money back now. Right.
1: That's key right there. It's
3: risky, but we also said it's more riskier to not do anything, like mm-hmm. to just rely on, like, I'm going to live off my, yeah. my retirement from my, my counseling job. Like that's, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. risky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're like, I'll be moving into that motel. I'm just
0: oh, <laughs> <hell no. laughs> that is very oh, shit's creepy yeah. of you. Yeah. No, I think this is a great segue for the next question because it's gonna be a little different, but it's all in the same vein that it's really risky. To not do anything so that's going to be the tip of the day because that was very well said a lot of people play it safe. you don't do anything at the end of the day it's very respectable to have a retirement plan from your long-term career counseling however there was so much potential in you you said you're a fierce woman you're a badass clearly your husband is a mm-hmm. badass too so why settle there why would that be enough you deserve more go out there take those risks to then have a life that's even more successful as opposed to just a very respectable, sure, wonderful, accessible retirement plan, but you could have more. You could have more success, you could accomplish more, you could feel good, not for the material of it all, but because of the potential, your intelligence, like when you say that your husband was self-taught, that's beautiful, there's these beautiful minds that are put to work. When you say that he gave you that work to do it and figure it out, of course he knew you'd figure it out. Of course he knew you'd rise to the occasion and you'd be an incredible leader and know how to manage these properties. So way to go to get out there and put yourself out there and make it more of a lifestyle to challenge yourselves and to do something you've never done before. So there's another thing that you guys have been doing, I think, more of or differently, and that's travel. You've been traveling quite a lot, mm-hmm. and I love to see that. We love to follow you on, on Instagram. My husband follows your husband. I follow you. We were just talking when you were in Cancun, Tulum and I was somewhat close by. We were thinking mm-hmm. about maybe meeting up. But I love to see that it's become a more more of a priority for your family now to make that part of your lifestyle and to work hard, but also play hard. And how did that transition for you guys? How did travel become a passion and how is it possible in your lives now? And Maldives, by the way, looked incredible. It was amazing.
3: Amazing. I wanna go back. We want to go back so bad. We will go back. We will go back. I'm putting it out there. Um, Jason and I have always traveled since we were. I mean, when we're like super, super broke and still traveled. So I would say that we have always traveled. We really enjoy traveling. It's a time when we really connect with each other. We're very, very busy. And so we need that time. It's always when we're at our our best. Um, As we have jumped into this real estate journey, we are doing better now, right? So we can travel. We can travel a lot more and we can travel nicer. Uh, we can stay at nicer places we put all of our business expenses on on a credit card and we earn points there so wherever we travel to we i would say 98 percent of the time we never pay for the hotel and they're nice hotels that we're at we're staying at now so when you're spending you know hundred thousand dollars a month on a credit card on a credit card your points are going to add up pretty quickly so when we went to the maldives actually we stood five nights at the jw and that was entirely free so we didn't pay. We didn't pay for any of that, and it would have been probably about like five thousand dollars for that stay. And then after that, we went to another place called Suniva uh, Johnny, which was incredible. You have to look that place up. I'd link it, whatever you have to do. Like Suniva Johnny in the Maldives, that's the business. We we started out traveling every ninety days. My husband said, you know, I want to make a commitment that we're going to travel every ninety days, and we did that. And then we started traveling every every once a month. And even with my counseling job, I've we've been able to manage that because it doesn't have to be this like crazy bucket list trip. It could be like Palm Springs or it can be San Francisco or something like really quick. We learned Bora is like eight to ten hours away. So who knows, maybe that will even be like an, a long weekend trip one time.
0: I absolutely love that. That speaks to my heart and soul. I, I have a lot of common interests in that sense. And you can, it can be done if it's important to you, it can be done. Yeah. Some folks, you know, they spend their money on whatever those hobbies may be. And for you both, it was a commitment to travel and that every 90 days became every month and it's, and it can be done. And I love that you were being so honest that it was just something you were founded on from the very beginning.
3: And it was hard for me when we were going to Maldives. Um, he, we booked, the, we booked the trip. I still have, a, I still have more of a problem spending money than he does. Um, I think I have more of that poor mindset still. That's still something I'm working on. When we were going to the Maldives, uh, when we were driving up to SFO, we got, we're booking our, our seats and he goes, Hey, do you want to, you know, upgrade to business class? And I was like, I, like, nervous, everything. Like, you know, I started getting sweaty and all that. And he's like, I'm just going to do it. He goes, I'm going to do it so glad that he did that like now he has set the standard we're going to do business class on the next trip and the next one and like so
0: so i don't know if our listeners can gather by now that the reason that jen is here we started talking about mentors and counselors and then we talked about flipping homes and then we talked about travel and the truth of the matter is we really started with her upbringing and how fair she is and having a, a baby in college and the point is that you can be successful in whatever path you choose that path can look so unique it can look incredibly unique and it can be multiple paths. It can be multiple streams of income. You really can try to do it all. It's not me perfect. You're never going to have it all, but you can try to do a lot in your life to bring passion and purpose. So Jen is here because we really wanted to highlight that. We really wanted to give her a platform to show that she's a counselor making such an impact in her daily life, but also she's a real estate investor. And also she's traveling every 30 days. There's something for everyone in her story. And maybe those listening can connect to the fact that she's a mother that made it happen. Right? I mean, these are incredible, incredible stories that she's sharing with us. And this is one person that's living this life and has so much of a life to live. But Jen, if you can look backwards now, our favorite question I've ever guessed is what advice would you give your 25 year old self? Now tell us where you were at that point in your life, how old your baby was and what you would tell yourself then now looking back.
3: 25 was absolutely miserable. Actually. <laughs> so It's funny that you guys chose 25. God. So I separated with my son's dad when I was 25. No, actually, hold on 25. Yeah, I separated with him when I was 25. Um, I had moved back. I was living with my parents. And I was working full time. I was going to school part time. I had my son was three and I would tell myself take control of your life It might not look like what you expected and that's okay Because it's gonna look very different from what your parents, you know, your parents relationship My parents are going on 45 years of marriage Um, I would tell myself like life is probably gonna be even better than you expected Um, Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy trying to control things that you can't control Instead focus on the things that you can and then move forward um, and then just remembering that the only person that can hold you back is yourself. So skip the bullshit. Take risks. Do what you love. Surround yourself with high-achieving people. Trust your gut. Know that there's no limit to what you can earn or achieve. Also, buy a shitload of real estate and hang on to it. <laughs> that is love the best. That. that
0: is the best. I love it. And really she just wrote a
3: book. I, wrote know, a book. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I love that.
0: Surround yourself by high achieving people totally that's a big one that's huge when you're 25 that's huge when you're 25 i think 35 40 we start to get that and we understand our circle and we really want to be around those that are really making big moves Mm -hmm. but to do that at 25 i think that's a great tip for those listening like be uncomfortable but you want to be where those people are at the end of the day so you know compress that time frame and the real estate one huge huge tip thank you beautiful very well said. What else? Because there's so much to ask, I know. Is there any burning question or something you haven't said?
3: Know that you can be successful, travel, experience life, be the best mom that you can be. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect. I will say I'm, I'm not a perfect mom, but I was a darn good one. Um, and then tell those people that have inspired you along the way. You know, thank them when you can. I'll say, Irene, you really inspired me with your travels. Um, I remember watching like that whole year. And then even like when I went to the Maldives, do you, I mean, you guys, do you follow Roxy at all? When I was on the plane, like I sent her this really long message, like you have shown me like some really beautiful places. And I just wanted to let you know that like I'm going to Maldives. So it's, yeah, thank the people that have inspired you, those mentors along the way, women, men, you know, everybody, if they've they've been in your corner, um, let them know.
0: Like you just said, thank those that have inspired you. We want to thank you. Like we really wanted to have you on. I think you've inspired each of us in a different way, like watching you live your life journey. We talked about counselors over a year ago in our episode. And Jesse mentioned you then. She's like, we have to have her. We have to have a really great counselor. And says has been talking about you since then. And then I'm watching you travel and I'm like, oh my God, she's amazing. And Vero is like the lover of all things real estate right now. She just got her second home. So it's like, oh my God, she's like the perfect person that kind of embodies each one of us in different ways That's in so terms true. of just your life story. So we want to thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for looking like us and showing other women that look like us, formerly Hernandez, <laughs> but it can be done Hernandez. And I really want those women to get after it. If they have questions for you, give an email that you want to share today or a social media account. Cause now you're the
3: bona fide travel influencer, by the <laughs> way. So can these strangers talk to you online? Is your Instagram public? Uh, you like? No, my Instagram is not public. I don't know why it's not that big a deal. Um, my Instagram is at miss, Mrs. Jen Pritchard. I mean, Jason and I were an open book. So if you have any questions, whether it's travel, whether it's real estate, whether it's counseling, um, I don't care if you're 50 years old, 12 years old, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, Wherever you are in your life, if you you know have questions, reach out and we're, we're more than happy to help.
0: Beautiful having you. If our listeners have any questions for us, please hit us up on Instagram at Level of Latina. That's our same handle on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Latina underscore up. You're always welcome to send us a DM, an email, or email. It's admin at level latina dot We have loved having Jen here today. Make sure to share this episode with everybody in your life. I know it's gonna be a very inspiring one. So continue to check in and that's it. Thank you for being here. Really, really have appreciated having you. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So good to see you. Warm memories, girl. So many yes. warm, warm <laughs> fuzzy. And so happy for you. Thank you.
2: Are you the proprietor of a business selling shaving kits, meal packs, audiobooks or anything else of the sort? Have you failed to tap the market of people who love hearing their favorite comedians talk about their boring lives? What's wrong with you? 57% of US consumers listen to podcasts every month. That's a lot of ears that could be hearing about your brand. Go to podbean.com/brands to learn how it do. That's p o d b e a n.com/brands and you could be the one talking instead of me.